Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Rusty Quill Gaming. I am your game master for today, Maddie Searle. My pronouns are she, her, and we are continuing our game of Raging Grannies with the behind the scenes team of Chapter and Multiverse. Chapter Multiverse is a brand new actual play podcast coming from Rusty Quill, uh, which will use a whole bunch of different game systems to explore the same city across different parallel universes. 
We are continuing with Raging Grannies, designed by Alicia Furness, where we have a wonderful team of grandmothers uh, who are dealing with a possible sabotage at a bake-off in the town of Chapter in the county of Blemishworthshire. And so we have Alex. Could you please introduce yourself? Uh, I am Alexander J. Newell, he, him, victim of Maddie's coup. And who are you playing? I am playing... Gloucester, Worcestershire. Good luck spelling it. I am a, I forget my exact height, I think it was six foot seven, heavily armour plated in full spike plate armour, granny who has a particular dislike, it turns out, of all children. They are just adults with all of their good bits stripped out. And Cathy, please introduce yourself and your character. I'm Cathy Brunella, she, her. Today, I am Bryony Longfellow, who is the town guard and enjoys occasionally making the odd painting and a bit of uh, patrolling around town. And I'm very distracted by all of the mess happening with our bake-off today. Wonderful. And Nico. Hey, I'm Nico. He, him. I'm the music composer for Chapter Multiverse, and I am playing Christine Ankle Jenkins, who... uh, Currently is trying to make a gigantic sort of bag for the various foods that have fallen out. Kind of the clothes Christine's kind of going for now is kind of like a jumper she's knitted herself, but it's too small and it's kind of got holes in it from like, you know, being too itchy. So she's been scratching at it and some lovely biker shorts as well. Uh, That's the kind of aesthetic we've got going on. Wonderful. All right. And Tessa. Hello, I'm uh, Tessa Vroom. She, they, and I am playing Patricia Potts, a grandmother who bakes unusual pies, but is not part of the baking contest, and also is a retired knight who was very fond of backstabbing. Love it so much. So good. Okay. And as we come back in to the story, you have just witnessed uh, a cake being shrunk to an impossibly small size. I think the Duke is also looking rather pleased with himself. I don't know why they shrank their uh, their thing so small. That doesn't make much sense. Do you think they're going for, like, a, a miniature bonus score or something? I think it's a bit like the cake version of, like, a raisin. So, like, going for a grape to a raisin, maybe they just got, like, a really good heat signature to just, like, really crisp it up and shrink it. Oh, like a dehydrated cake. Yeah, it's. It, I'm sure it's sort of aged somewhere, not around these parts, but you know, maybe down further south or somewhere like that. But you wouldn't want to eat it and then have a glass of water, you'd explode. Well, you know, it saves some packaging, really. True, true. My grandchildren always tell me the smaller the food, the fancier it is. Yeah, well, grandchildren say a lot of things. <laughs> they do, they do. I believe that there might be something fishy going on at this bake-off, and... Unless you're trying one of my pies, baking and fish do not belong together. So we should figure out what is happening and where Winterbottom is and what, why there's a rat in the cake. Patricia, you pointed out this, this gentleman off to the side somewhere, somewhere somebody knew, somebody seemed a little... Uppity whoopity? Yes, yes. Yeah. Over there, the one in the, the the red hair. Yes, the one with the hair. Unnecessarily loudly. Oh, is that the one with the, the chin bones with the legs attached? That one. <laughs> I, I have a minus one in stories. This is what that looks like. <laughs> Thank you for pointing it out, Gloucester. 
Briny will uh, start winding their way through the crowd and go up and greet the stranger, at the very least as the town guard. Patricia will follow. Uh, so will Christine Ankle Jenkins, just to see what's going on. Just checking, uh, is, is this person cooking at the same time, or are they loitering near the bakers? Fully loitering. Glosser will definitely tag along, but it's quite difficult to sidle so much as just shovel mounds of people out of the way. <laughs> it's like a ship parting the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Consider me consider me your icebreaker. <laughs> Alright, so you mosey on over to this stranger. He puts on his best, shiniest Hollywoodist smile. Not Paul Hollywood, uh, America Hollywood smile. And because uh, a Paul Hollywood smile would be would be very different. And so he says to you all, oh, wonderful. It's it's great to, uh, to meet you all. Um, I'm Vernon Green. How are you finding the Bake Off? It's quite just scandalous, don't you think? Oh, Vernon, it's wonderful to have you here in town. When did you, I've not seen you around town lately. Are you here for the Bake Off? Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I always try to make sure I'm right at the front so I can see everything that's going on. I'm, I'm just mad for those soggy bottoms, you know. Really? <laughs> Not being a bit funny, like... Oh, but... innuendo! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, usually on my bake-off, I just like it just being the baking and not one for these sort of special effects. And it just, it feels a bit too, you know, bit too happen chance that the one competition where there's all these doodah what's-its going on, you seem to be here too. Do you have anything to do with all these sort of, like... Shrinking cakes and all that? Of course not, no. What, what do you think I am? Some kind of charlatan? Some kind of saboteur? Oh, just to be very clear, I, I think my good friend Christine is saying that you are a fraud and a charlatan That's and that it. you are the reason everything is going wrong. That's yes. exactly it. Thank you so I, much, Gloucester See, I Worcester thought I had it right. I mean, I have to, I have to deny these accusations. Uh, I am, I am a, a valued member of the community who is simply enjoying a wonderful event. Now, 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 ladies. I'm sure that our good guest here has gone through all the proper entry uh, processes, as you well know, Gloucester. Oh, um, innuendo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Soundbite of that is going to end up on people's ringtones. <laughs> I, I love low charisma characters, though. They're, <laughs> they're the actual best. I, I'm sure our friend here has uh, checked in with the local guard uh, upon uh, entering our town and um, made sure to enter our registrar as they came in. For sure, they've gone through all proper channels of entering our, our dear town. Of course. Please, take a look at my, my references. And he pulls out... Oh, uh, innuendo! <laughs> he pulls, oh, he um, pulls out some papers and you can see that uh, the Duke's signature is very prominent on all of these as ratifying that this is a, this is a trustworthy, in inverted commas, individual. I see. And what do we know about the Duke as members of the town? Yeah, you don't know a huge amount because he's not one to kind of come and mingle with the common people. He's very much uh, stay in his castle. There is a castle in the town, Chapter Castle, that he lives in. And mostly from what you can tell, there are lots of deliveries to the castle basically daily. So he's presumably redecorating constantly. 
You know when you can look at a sort of person, you can tell whether or not they'd probably like tuck into a pork pie or whether they're the sort of person to sort of tuck into a watercress sandwich? Oh, yeah. Which way do you think our Vernon would go? Yeah, I think Vernon's a watercress sandwich kind of guy. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know about that. That's oh, a, no. oh. <laughs> bit, a bit too svelte for, for a regular pork pie guy. Welcome to Northern Culture Cafe. <laughs> There's no reference for this. Bryony, do we just put him in a sack and deal with him later? Sure, minute. He won't touch any of my stuff because he don't know. It, it, there's no watercress in it. There's nothing healthy in my big pouchy sack of foods. Be fine. Can we do that? Can we just shove Vernon in there and hope for the best? If you give me a guts roll, then you can see if you can wrestle this man into a bag. I think I'm definitely going to give an attempt to start wrestling wrestling him into a sack. Yeah. God, I hope he's innocent. I really hope he's innocent. Mine is a one, so I'm going to put another mark on me, which seems about right. Oh, (laughs) no. I rolled a one with a guts of two, so I I got to three, but with the minimum roll possible. Oh, yeah. Um, you um, You can succeed at a cost if you want. So, yeah, I think you do manage to get him into the bag but then he just takes out takes out a wand and just kind of like in kind of Mission Impossible things where they sort of laser a, a hole in something he just lasers a <laughs> hole in the bag with his wand and then no, just steps right out again they're out again poor Christine it's at the cost of Christine's <laughs> bag can't believe you ruined her bag honestly that is unacceptable behaviour well, I'm, I must say that attempting to put me into a bag is is very... How dare you? We did not attempt. We succeeded. You just cheated. <laughs> Don't you forget it. I think that the Duke would be very interested to hear that this, that this altercation happened and that you would all receive the appropriate punishment. Okay, now is not the time for innuendo. I'm, I'm very confused right now. I thought this was a kind of like all-you-can-eat sort of establishment going on with the cakes and the bacon in front of me. So I thought it was a bit, if you see it, say it, claim it. So that was what was going through my head at the time. It's nothing personal, just a bit peckish. Are you trying to say that you just claimed this young man? It's not that I don't <laughs> approve, I'm just checking it. I'm just saying I saw it, <laughs> fancied it, I claimed it. You know when you say things and you don't realise you're saying them and it comes out and it's like, what was that? <laughs> I've had so many of those moments in tabletop games. Okay, yeah. Maddie, out of curiosity, oh, we've clearly been occupying this bloke's full attention, I mm, feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has the competition, like, yeah. now been running normally or is it, like, on fire at this point because we're chasing the wrong person? It is. It seems to be running normally. It seems to... And, and the Duke is looking a bit flustered because things aren't going the way that he possibly expected. I think this loiterer is sus. I think um, that Patricia's gently not not so gently pushing Gloucester to be between Vernon and the stage to completely block uh, uh, his like uh, line uh, of sight Stay where I can well. see you Patricia. I know your games. Just get, <laughs> get, get, just stand there. Just stay there. Listen, I really should get back to watching the event. Uh, these things don't, these things only come around once a year. I really ought to be looking and seeing uh, what's happening. Vernon, Ver- Vernon, right? Vernon? Yes, that's right. I have something that might might interest you quite a bit. Oh, innuendo. <laughs> Go on. I happen to possess a baking stand 
and it has very rare and special pies that you might be quite interested in as a connoisseur of baking shows. Yes, <laughs> I am a connoisseur of baking shows, so I would be interested in pies. Could I interest you in a little tour of my pies and I can give you free samples? No one say innuendo. Absolutely <laughs> clear image of this conversation, of, of, of this Vernon just being mobbed. It's just, just bwomp. And so far, all, all that Vernon's done is stood near the front. <laughs> Tessa, can you please give me a hustle roll to see if you can persuade Vernon to come over to the pie stand? That is a two. Oh, no. He says... Well, I I am a connoisseur of baking, and I would very much like to sample your pies, but perhaps after the event. Perhaps to persuade you, I happen to have a sample of one of Patricia's pies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian will stop by earlier to pick up some samples. So, uh... Brownie's got the uh, toothpaste pie <laughs> and hands it over to uh, Vernon and uh, expectantly looks at them as if you should really try this. <laughs> mm, give me a hustle roll as well, please. Two plus a two, so I get four. Nice. Uh, if Vernus has to try this, he, he needs to make a grit roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can succeed at a cost. I'm going to say he's definitely going to take it. Yeah, he turns to you and says, well, if I'm having some, then you, it's only polite to let you have some too. Of course. <laughs> I'd say Bryony's built up an immunity to Patricia's pies. See, this one this one is one of my special creations. Don't do it, Bryony. It's not worth dying over. <laughs> like it's to, not worth it. I'd like to know, amongst all the abundance of food I have, I don't even have one of Patricia's pies in my pile. Whoa. <laughs> Just putting cards on the table. Kathy, could you please make me a grit roll, and I will also make a grit roll. Oh, my gosh. This is a negative one for me. So that's a two for me. Oh no. Oh, Tessa, you've killed Kathy. <laughs> Patricia, Patricia killed Kathy. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember to mark personal slight when you get a one or a two as well? Um, and Vernon got a five. It's just a straight one. <gasps> yeah, Dang. I'm not going to give him any no. modifiers, but he got a five. So he takes a bite, and you can see the look in his eye of. What on earth did I just put in my mouth? And he kind of he swallows it. Like you can see the wheels turning in his head of this is possibly the worst thing I've put in my body, but I have to pretend like I'm enjoying it. And then he does the most half-hearted mmm and rubs his stomach in a very performative way. That's delicious. Monster, oh. everyone likes my pies except you. You're wrong. No, if, if, if there was ever proof of someone being a liar, this is it. Before I was suspicious of you, sir, now I am certain. <laughs> and meanwhile, how is this pie having an ill effect on you? Well, Bryony is a bit overconfident in tasting uh, Patricia's pies, so they took a fairly big bite thinking that they'd pretty be able to stomach anything that they bit into and weren't prepared for the full minty onslaught of gooey toothpaste pineus. She makes a face, pretends to cough, and <laughs> turns off to the side, and while coughing, 
a little more as if something stuck in her throat just kind of like spits it out hopefully without without patricia seeing i was about to say because you rolled a two patricia notices and is very oh, offended no, <laughs> no. <Never. laughs> it's a pie that i know is meant to be savored in small bites so that's you know i just got ahead of myself in the meantime, she she tries to put on uh, uh, her best face and turns back to Vernon and says, I see, I'm very glad you, you uh, enjoyed our uh, delicacies. You do look a little under the weather, like something's not, not agreeing. Is it perhaps we should find you, say, the first aid t- uh, tent or take you somewhere where you can have a little bit of a sit down or lie down because this is... Oh, innuendo. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Thank you for asking. Could you also, uh, could you do me another hustle roll to see if you can persuade? I love how interfering we are still. <laughs> <laughs> this is all during, like, this is front row of Bake Off. Yeah. And we're just like, this is what's happening. It's like the granny version of a mosh pit <laughs> yeah. going on right now. We've also rounded this poor man. <laughs> Um, I got a four. A four. All right. I do have a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a, a chesty cough at the moment, but otherwise I am absolutely fine. So I will. I will. I will remain here if that's all right. Is he like clenching his stomach? Like, is his stomach upset? Yeah, he's um, trying to play it off as if he's adjusting his very fancy green robe, but actually you can tell that he's sort of mas- trying to massage his stomach somewhat. Brian is, is very discreetly just going to try and punch him in the stomach to make it worse. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Discreetly so that no one else notices or discreetly so that he doesn't notice and it's just a really bad stomach pang because one of those is a lot more ambitious than the other. I'm on board with both, but I'm very curious of what you're aiming for. <laughs> Apart from his spleen. <laughs> I mean, I would love it if he didn't notice, but I was going for... Not causing a scene. (laughs) Understood, understood. I mean, Bryony is a member of the guard, and and punching someone, a a poor civilian in public, might not be so good for the image. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Can you give me a guts roll, please? Well, that's a one. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right, Uh... I'm going to give you a choice. Either you completely miss... And mm-hmm. you can try and play it off with another roll, or you manage to do it, but you attract a lot of attention and a mob starts. As fun as that would be, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss and I'm gonna pass it off as just like patting him reassuringly on the stomach. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I hope you feel better. <laughs> Can you give me a hustle roll to see if this is convincing? Thud. It's a four with a two. Yes, I got a six. Nice. Finally. Out of all the things a stranger could do to you, <laughs> gently patting you in the stomach has got to be way up there on that list of creepy stranger danger okay. types. Okay, well, let's, let's back up. We just stuffed this guy in your in, in that <laughs> sack <laughs> that you've been carrying around. I feel like we've breached the, <laughs> the, the amount of proprietary that's supposed say, to be here. Th- this really isn't an escalation, is it? Not, not from where we started. <laughs> that, that's fair, that one. I'll give you that one. If anything, all we've done is we've dropped from 
full-blown kidnapping into just assault. <laughs> just a nice little pat-pat. There you go. Bit for your troubles. That's what you get. Dot, dot, dot. We'll call your mates now. I'll tell you what. We'll call it your other mates. Me being the hunter sort of class and whatnot, mm-hmm. I start to scan around and see if it really is this Vernon or... I'm on the, my eyes are on that there scroll Follywoods. And I'm kind of thinking, how many seasons has it been now? 20, 30 seasons, something like that. Maybe this is Squall Follywood's way of sort of ending the show and getting out of his uh, contract. Mm, that is that is a very good theory. Uh, could you please give me a stories roll to kind of size him up? But Squall Follywood is eternal. With those piercing, with the piercing blue eyes of the lich that is Squall Follywood. <laughs> I, I, I get a total of a three. Looks pretty suspicious to you. Looks pretty suspicious. Oh, no. Ah, they say his handshake sucks out <laughs> your soul. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those piercing blue eyes look like they could pierce a heart. It's sort of like written in ink, like, please help me SOS, and hope when he gives someone a handshake, they'll read the hand later and see SOS written in their hand. They go, oh, that, oh, that squall. In it, no, there is no pause in this. There's no pause. Don't none of that. That squall is in a bit of trouble here. Being a bit suspicious, it's kind of like I'm not sure he's being suspicious of the actual baking event, or he's just being suspicious that in fact there is like a little granny mosh pit going on in front of the stage, and he doesn't know whether the cameras are picking this up or not, whether the people are picking it up. So he's kind of just sort of like flustering about. Maybe a bead of sweat as sees that come in, but nothing really suspicious enough that makes me think, that's our lad, that's the one who's getting all these special effects going on. Maddie, how many contestants currently stand a chance and don't have either a live rat in their food or have miniaturised food or any combination thereof? The people who are still in the running are uh, Millicent Forgeton, who is the dwarf, Penelope... Muffin, who is the part of the kind of Rat Pack grannies, and the Duke. Right. At this point, it might be easier if each of us just protects a different contestant. You know, just like loom reassuringly. What do we think? (laughs) I think that's quite a good idea. I'm going to go to that there Penelope Muffin, because, you know, I quite like a bit of muffins, me. So maybe surname Muffin... Chance of a muffin being around them, quite high. I'll take that one. <laughs> Don't question it. Don't worry about it. Bryony will take, will lead uh, Vernon backstage to meet uh, Mildred and hopefully uh, at least continue to keep Vernon out of eyesight of the Duke. Patricia is kind of constantly following directly behind Vernon and just ready, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, then, I guess I'll split my attentions between the Duke and Millicent, you know, subtle-like. At which point, I think Gloucester starts subtly, like, thudding back and forth <laughs> across the front row, splitting attention. So there's just, like, this armoured, like, from the from the wizard cameraman's angle, there's just, like, this spiked helm just... <laughs> through the camera occasionally. Yeah, I think um, the one of the wizard cameramen gestures to a to a, an assistant and sends them forward. And this poor little kind of runner who looks no older than eighteen or nineteen is like, "Um, excuse me, uh, miss, um, could you please stop running in front of the cameras?" 
<laughs> I'm afraid not. I'm, 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 and, and then this uh, poor, poor assistant just kind of walks off, looking very dejected. <laughs> clearly not, <laughs> clearly not up to the, up to messing with you. Oh, Gloucester's the worst. <laughs> Gloucester's just a bad day for everyone. Kathy, could you please give me a hustle roll to see if you can get Vernon to come with you backstage? You got this, Kathy. You got this. I got a four total. Should I also like give a hustle roll because I'm like helping bring up the rear and prodding a little bit with my finger in the back? Absolutely. Honorably <laughs> offering a shanking incentive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is three flat. You managed to get him on the way to the backstage, but you're still within eyesight of the bake-off. So you're kind of pulling him away, but not quite managing to get him there. He's putting up quite a big fuss. And he's like, excuse me, I, I I, really must get back to the performance. It is most imperative. Um, so yeah, and I think there are people who are giving you the side eye and kind of, why, why are these grannies harassing this poor man? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, what is Christine doing with the other contestants? Which contestant are you shadowing? So I've got my eyes on that there, Penelope Muffin. Penelope Muffin, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Penelope Muffin is from the sort of like rival gang of ours, the sort of scuttlers, yep. as we like to the call them. The Scotland Grands. <laughs> the scuttlers. I'm I'm on the fence that they've been cheating their way through this competition for years because none of us lovely grannies, raging grannies, lovely raging grannies of us have ever managed to get to the show. And I'm starting to suspiciously think that Penelope Muffin, one, doesn't really like muffins to get on the get-go, so that's immediately like a red flag as it goes. Two, I think they're using things like instant custard powder instant mashed potato you know the cheats they say it's a bit of flour they say it's a bit of sugar but it's actually just like whack it in get a bit of water in there get a bit of milk and bob's your uncle and all that there's your cake so i'm starting to sort of eye up and wonder if there's any sort of like suspicious movements or tools or gadgets on that there penelope muffin i'm thinking maybe she's got something to do with this all right give me a stories roll but again, I love that because of the conspiracy nut thing. It's not like they could get magical help. No, someone had a, like, rat in a can. Yeah. <laughs> and I get six plus a one, so I get a seven. So Dang. it's got to be rat in the can. Dang. <laughs> you, with laser focus, look at Penelope Muffin's full setup, examine every single ingredient. You, you manage to work out which shop they're all from. And there is nothing unusual about this this poor woman's setup. You, you survived this one, Penelope Muffin, but I got both my eyes on you, watching you. And then I sort of scuttle <laughs> a little bit away, sort of round to the back of the sort of the canvas tent, what have you, and sort of like try and patch up the hole that Vernon's kind of put in my, my pouch. Oh, I pity the production team for this festival. Like, this is... I've been at Edinburgh gigs that felt like this. Um, like, I, I don't wish us on anyone. Let's go back to what's happening with Vernon. It's just the roles have just not been in your favour. I feel so bad. Uh, Patricia would love to ask Vernon. Vernon, do you happen to know... Someone by the last name of Winterbottom. Mm, give me a story roll to see if you can 
detect any micro-expressions. I don't know why I keep trying to go for story-type actions <laughs> when my stories is negative. Well, I got zero. Oh, no. Oh. That makes sense. You stood directly behind him. <laughs> Speaking to his back. <laughs> yeah, the back of his head is looking very suspicious. I don't believe I know anyone by that name. Uh, do you know anything about them? Well, you see, they're the number one winner of this baking competition every year, and they're not here. Oh, I see. Yes. Um, as a baking aficionado, I should have known that, shouldn't yes, I? Yes, you, you should have known <laughs> who Winterbottom is. So sus. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think just from, from the question that you asked, he kind of acquiesces for a moment and goes, all right, fine, I will I will come with you backstage if you insist. But just, I really want you to just leave me alone. Yeah, we do, we do insist. <laughs> being so reasonable in just the most unfair, like, this guy probably queued for, like, a day to get those front row seats, immediately gets bagged and tagged and dragged off. As you get backstage, what do you say to Mildred as you bring this, this gentleman in. Mildred, hello. Oh, hello, dear. We've been uh, looking into how things are going outside, and this respectable visitor that we have here, uh, Vernon, we thought that since they are a guest of the Duke, apparently, that they would like to get the full experience of the bake-off and the production backstage. You see where all the inner workings of this uh, event are happening. Well, we continue to make sure that everything is hopefully going smoothly outside on the other side. How have things been with you? Oh, um, things have been all right, actually. The last few minutes have been relatively calm. So um, whatever you're doing is uh, doing wonders. Thank you very much. She turns to look at Vernon properly for a second and goes, oh, you're a very handsome young man, you know? And just goes off on a massive uh, older lady absolutely fawning over beautiful young man thing. I'm like, ooh, yes. yes, where did you get your robes? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> for some uh, reason, I've decided Vernon's Benedict Cumberbatch, like played by Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. <laughs> like, I've just locked that image in in my head. No, nah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Being a massive red wig, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, as, as Vernon is being being um, laid upon by Mildred. We shall have a small break, so we shall see you very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. And welcome back. Where we left off was Vernon being pet by Mildred and uh, probably stroking his beautiful hair and just absolutely fawning over him. Uh, meanwhile, um, <laughs> he's having such a bad day. <laughs> It's all crime. escalating so quickly <laughs> and in so many different directions. His only crime is that he looks like he eats a watercress sandwich. And from now <laughs> you have you have seen him make an eyes at the Duke. You don't well, you don't know what him. that's about. You don't know what that's about. He could just like the Duke. Yeah. He could just be a friend. He could just yeah. You don't know. You don't know. But yes, uh, as we uh, come back into the game, a small servant boy in an impeccable uniform walks up towards Gloucester and says, excuse me, excuse me, mom. Um, can I have your attention for a moment? I'd like to do a sort of cinematic thing for a moment. And can we get, can we POV from servant boys thing of like this, I know the height keeps changing, like six foot six spiked armored monstrosity, just leaning, looming down right up in the face. What? You look big and strong, and I think there's someone in danger at the castle. <gasps> and Dawn, on the one hand, legitimate rescue. On the other, you are a small child and thus can't be trusted. <laughs> Lead on, but be afraid, child. <laughs> um, well, I've, 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 I've heard, I heard some, some sad, sad noises from the dungeon, and... And the the jailkeeper told me that there wasn't meant to be anyone in there, but there was. Uh, at that point, I'd say uh, Gloucester just 
bodily picks up the servant boy, explain on the way, and just starts thundering out towards the castle whilst yelling mid-competition, just yelling straight across all of it um, to to Christine. Out on a rescue! <laughs> Christine sort of like looks up, looks at the pouch, realises she could probably take it with her, then sort of looks around the room, notices there's not really any sort of suspicious of a people in that room as of the moment and kind of trundles off with them. <laughs> with the pouch. I really hope now it just bursts into flame <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and uh, as Bryony and Patricia are exiting the backstage, you definitely hear the, the yelling that's going on and see your companions stomping off in the direction of the castle. Oh, we'll go join this because we would like to know what's going on. I don't trust Gloucester to not get us all <laughs> yes. into trouble. I would like to know moment. why Gloucester is carrying a small child. <laughs> I, I believe we might be witnessing a, our second kidnapping of the day. <laughs> oh, God, just the <laughs> mental image of Gloucester, like, either carrying or threatening this young child and me with a massive bag just dragging it along with And, it's like, like, little pigs. There's no... Slipping out of the hole in it. This is starting to give such a Home Alone vibe. <laughs> There's not a kidnapping, trust me. No kidnapping here. <laughs> we didn't kidnap him. Um, 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 thank you for heeding my my call, but um, my my neck is getting a bit sore with you holding up my collar like that. Well then, finish explaining quicker. Well, well, the, oh, oh, I've pretty much said all there is to say. There's, there's, uh, there was some crying coming from the dungeon, and there wasn't meant to be anyone in the dungeon. And, and I think it might be, it might be a lady. Oh, fine. At which point, Gloucester just hangs the servant boy off a hook, but carries on running towards the castle. <laughs> That's still going to be pulling on the collar, poor child. Yeah, they're just like, being dragged along. Um, uh, have you seen the bit in, I think it's, a close shave, Wilson Gromit close shave, yep. where the where the sheep is bouncing on the trampoline, going. Woo, woo. <laughs> it's very much like that. Um, so yeah, as you rocket towards the castle, it is a very picturesque looking castle. It has beautiful round towers with crenellations and the arrow slit holes, and beautiful, um, terrible for the architecture, but lovely for the scenery. Ivy growing up the sides, beautiful flowers in the in the grounds and first of all as you come up you can see that there is a drawbridge and there are a couple of guards standing at the front of the drawbridge waiting to see if anyone's going to try and try and get in brian you'll walk up to both the guards go hey oh hey hey brian how's it going Uh, not too bad it's going to uh take a quick jaunt over the bridge there what what was that uh what's what's your business i'm doing some investigating Investigating what? Oh, well, there was some concern in the castle. We're gonna go look into. Oh, we've been asked to check in on some. You saying that uh, we we that the castle guards don't know their own business? We can't handle handle castle business? Not at all. Not at all. I I know being outside here as as a, as a guard, you don't always. You're you're in charge of what's outside here, obviously. Um, but uh, we heard there was something going on in the dungeons, and I wanted to go investigate. And my friends are coming along to assist. 
Is the drawbridge down and is the gate open or is it like locked up tight? What are we looking at here? Um, the drawbridge is down and it is all open, but yeah, these there are just a couple of guards in the way. Understood, understood. So I like to think this is Christine's time to shine. So Christine does like what she does best and she can kind of, you, you know when you can kind of look at someone, you can kind of tell what their favourite food is without even asking them. So <laughs> she looks at the guards... She digs deep into the pile of what's probably considered like a mishmash mush of just like a food bowl <laughs> starting to happen and sort of peels like two ham sandwiches and gives them to the guards and say, these could fill your, fill your bits if you just sort of like look the other way whilst me and my friends here just sort of tattle on in. What do you think? Oh, no. Can't believe you've resorted to biological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me, give me a hustle roll, please. Oh, five. Yay! Excellent. Yay. Wonderful. Okay. The guards both looking like, oh yeah, this is almost my favourite sandwich. Yeah, you can't go wrong with just a good bit of ham, can you? I told you, I told you, I got the knack for it. Yeah, all You right. take care, lads. And uh, I'm not even going to... Take note, Patricia. I'm not even going to do a grit <laughs> roll for them. They're not expecting it. They they don't know that this, this these ham sandwiches have probably been in that bag for God knows how long. Oh, yeah, and... a couple of years. There's a sort of added flavour oh. from the coat, little bit of fuzziness in there, like little cotton mm. balls and whatnot. Mm. No. Yeah. texture. Yeah. yeah, and so immediately they get a their faces go bright green and <laughs> they rush off to like it was like excuse me i've just got some urgent business to deal with over here and they both go over to further along the moat and just start being sick into the moat essentially then <laughs> <laughs> no. there's just yeah there's some poor ducks down there who are just having a lovely time among some water lilies this is a very decorative moat this is not this is not a, this is not a, a functional moat it is now yeah this is now my legacy and I'll happily take it. <laughs> this will sit on the feed forever, Nico. <laughs> the internet is forever. Uh, and so, do you make your way across the drawbridge and into the castle? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay, you make your way inside and find the nearest set of stairs heading down as you make your way further down the stairs. <laughs> I like to think my servant boy is just like a glorified sat-nav. <laughs> turn left. <laughs> turn right. Down the corridor. <laughs> Round the roundabout first exit. Um, <laughs> you turn, you turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the, yeah, the little servant boy is definitely giving you directions and you make your way into the, into the dungeon and can I get you all to make a stories roll, please? I got five. I got four. I got six. How is everyone so good at stories consistently? <laughs> oh, I got three. We, we're really good at this, and we shouldn't be. <laughs> Bryony, you're the first to notice that there are pressure plates on the ground um, as you enter this dungeon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And yeah, they are generally in like a Skyrim dungeon. There's one and it's pretty easy to see, but yeah. you can tell that they have gone to a lot of effort to try and make these pressure plates blend in with the decor that's already there. So you, you've managed to recognize one of them, but you don't know exactly where all of them are because they very much are the same pattern of tile as the rest of the tiles. Just because one of them is kind of slightly slightly lifted up, you've managed to notice it, but yeah, 
there could be any number of horrible traps in here. Oh, goodness. Got the traps laid out again. Uh, I feel like there should be a panel somewhere where we could just turn it off. There should be a place you can just turn it off. <laughs> Do you tell the rest of us that you've seen traps? <laughs> or is it like a flick chunk? Chop the trap. <laughs> I'll, I'll drop my uh, my painting box down on the tile. I'll, I'll have everybody stand back. <laughs> like, just, 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 just hold on a minute. Drops the uh, painting kit onto the tile. A spike immediately comes up and pierces the sack of paintings. <sighs> That's my favorite. All right. Well, there's bound to be more of these in this room, so. If we don't have an easy way to turn it off, we will have to make a way around it. Patricia's going to, like, go around Gloucester's back to the serving boy and say, do you know, do you know a way through all of this? Like, how do you normally get down to the dungeons? Do you go down to the dungeons? I'm a kitchen boy. I don't know nothing. I'm starting to agree with Gloucester. Children are useless. <laughs> yes, this is what- how, how did you know there was somebody down in the dungeons that wasn't supposed to be there? Is there a different way to get down there from the kitchens? No, I was I was exploring. I know I wasn't meant to. It was, you know, I usually get a telling off from the cook if I go wandering. But this time, I just needed I needed some space. I think Gloucester at this point reaches over her shoulder, like plucks servant boy. Not going to ask the name. Uh, <laughs> plucks servant boy off off her back. Like, wheeled him from the leg like, you know, a, a hock of ham or something. No. Just holding his head up to her and just goes, And what have we learnt about doing what we're told, little boy? We, we do it? Yeah. <laughs> just sort of chucks the servant boy uh, back towards uh, Patricia. Patricia just gets kind of bowled over. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I know about spikes, it's that you can beat them with spikes. Bikes. Play them at their own game, I see that, yeah. At which point Gloucester's just gonna just deliberately stomp down the corridor trying to set off every trap. <laughs> banking on like spiked armor. Spikes beat spike, that's how that works, right? <laughs> like if you do rock, paper, scissors and you both pick rock, you go again. It's the same with spikes, right? Nice, yeah. Give me give me a grit roll to see if you can withstand the spikes. <laughs> Seven. Incredible. Yeah. Thank wow. Goodness. Spike beats spike. Like a ball in a pinball machine. You just kind of rock it around <laughs> like from left to right, covering all of the tiles and spikes just shooting up left, right and center. And soon you have revealed every single trap in this room. <laughs> yeah. So you can now gingerly make your way through the the forest of spikes, spotting the gaps in the floor where, where it is safe to tread. I hope you are all paying attention. I'm not doing that again. Christine's not going to take any <laughs> chances and kind of uses the mush pouch as like a ball and kind of walks on top of the ball so that you won't hit any of the spikes. <laughs> Sorry, the mush pouch. <laughs> I love that you now have a specific inventory slot called mush pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's your weapon of a new yeah, size, I guess. <laughs> it all comes together. Can I get everyone who isn't Gloucester to make a hustle roll to see if you can navigate the spikes? I got a five. I got five. I got eight. Incredible. Oh, go team! Wow! wow. Brian is just we're, absolutely... We're all so skilled, yeah. but also so bad at deciding what to do with it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Bryony is just acrobating her way across this 
room it's incredible to watch uh, i think possibly some of you kind of turn and look at just how elegantly <laughs> Bryony is managing to do this and you reach the other side of the room and there is a large wooden door uh, do you open it yeah yes <laughs> good <laughs> you open the door it has one of those beautiful haunted house squeaks as it swings open and on the other side uh, you can see that there are several cells in poor condition very damp very dank and dark and before you can get a look at who may be in any of these cells you hear a groan coming from uh, in the room and you just hear as three figures start to shamble forward and you can see that they are wearing the same uniform as the guards who were uh, at the drawbridge but they are emaciated corpses that have been reanimated to guard the dungeons and they are shuffling forward towards you. Uh, so what would you like to do? Yell, the working conditions here look awful. <laughs> Fair, legit. <laughs> Patricia's going to try to stab one of them in the Great, back. Yes, <laughs> do it. Just All right. Um, Brave, noble knight. Shank, 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 shank. <laughs> yes, give me a guts roll, please. That's a uh, four. Ooh, I think you do, you do manage to get a good backstab in. You swiftly run round the back and manage to shank one of these zombies. But unfortunately, it kind of claws at you on your way past. And so you've got this, you've got these six scars across your, across your face of these zombie claws just kind of rake across your face. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. It's okay. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> Briny will step forward and uh, attempt to assist with a tripod that she'd been using for painting. She whips it around and uses the pointy ends to try and smack these zombies into the ground. Brilliant. All right. I will say that you can, if you're doing it in a strengthy kind of way, you can use guts. If you're doing it in a dexterous kind of way, you can use hustle. I'm going to try and be dexterous with it. So that's a four total. You managed to whack one of the zombies in the head and it looks somewhat dazed, but then it turns its attention on you and just starts pulling at one of your arms and you can just feel that it's just trying to yank the arm out of the socket. It's not managed to do it yet, but it's feeling very painful. Do I recognize the zombies? Are they like old buddies that just happen to have turned lately? Oh yeah, this this is this is Alan, Jake, and Dave. Oh, Dave, <laughs> what, are off, Alan, what are you doing? Come on, get off, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, you're like you Dave, haven't seen them for a while, and it's just like ah, uh, this, <laughs> this is this is, is this is castle doing. policy. Obviously, when they die, they they get reanimated and keep keep working. Keep yeah. Working. <laughs> oh, God. How very American. Any union so bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of bad working conditions in this world, I'm starting to realise. Uh, wizards, guards, it's all, it's all downhill. Such an exploitative class system in this world. Yeah, it all seems all seems idyllic at the start with the, with the tea cosies and stuff. And like, when you look down at it, yeah, capitalism is bad no matter what world you're in. Okay. Christine, being the conspiracy theorist and all that, doesn't really believe in zombies and just assumes it's some... F- ill-attempted get up just to get the, mu- the mush oh, pouch God, yeah, and so God. just kind of like puts on her big girl voice and just kind of says go on get and like tries to fan them away 
looking over them, even though like Christine's only four foot eight, and just kind of like make a really good, powerful figure and try and like scare them away. You could probably use guts for that because this is quite a brave and intimidating thing to do. Oh, got a three. Oh, that's a bit bad. That. Oh dear. Uh, unfortunately. These zombies just are undeterred and keep marching towards you. And one of them makes to snatch your mush sack. Not me mush! No! <laughs> and it's just, yeah, as as, yeah. We're, as it's yeah. reaching for it, yeah. we will cut to yeah. we'll cut to someone else. So what's what's Gloucester doing in this situation? I think Gloucester at this point would just, you know, yell, Respect your elders! because we have the weird plants thing, pop a sort of homemade berserker Werther's original and then try to <laughs> nut one of them into next week. Incredible. With her spiked helm, of course. Wonderful. So yeah, you can add a yeah, you can add a plus one for the for the weird plants. And uh yeah, please do me a guts roll. Seven on a six-sided dice. Fabulous. Nice. So yeah, please describe to me how you completely obliterate this the head of this zombie with your helmet. I, I think she again sort of holds the lapels and just says, be nice, crunch, and then just nuts the head out of existence because, you know, spiked horn helms will do that. Brilliant, yeah. You're just... Uh, nutting uh, slang for headbutt, of course. <laughs> oh, God. And, yeah, there are just uh, fragments of decayed flesh just flying across the room as we're, so we're one zombie down, two left. Well, I think uh, Patricia's probably going to try to take another stab at the the zombie that's holding on to Briny's arm because that zombie seems more distracted and so more easy to backstab. Nice. You can give me a guts roll or a hustle roll depending on which is better for you. It's a three. Yeah, unfortunately you just try and make a stab and then the zombie just does a weird limbo motion and just sways out of the way. And you're sort of mesmerized by this weird kind of supple <laughs> zombie. <laughs> Bryony, what are you doing? Is it Dave has a grip on me? Is that is that what I remember correctly? Yeah, Dave has got a hold of one of your arms and is trying to oh, yank it. Dave. Bryony uh, reaches into their pouch and pulls out their specialty festival day painting brush with the pointy tips and slams it into Dave's arm to try and wrench him away. Sweet. All right. Give me a guts roll. That is a three. And I think also, well, if you're... Wait, so what's your fighting style? My fighting style is a weapon for any occasion. So when we started, it was it was kind of suggested that the, the weapons match the day of the week or <laughs> the festival of the time or the celebration yeah. of the day. So if you've got a plus one from your painting and if you can find a way to make this fit that fit the theme, I can give you a plus one and you can succeed on the roll. <laughs> Briny takes the paintbrush, slams it into Dave's arm, gore, ichor comes splurting out and in a quick move, she turns the paintbrush to swipe some of it and splatters it across Dave's face uh, to, to blind Dave with their own ichor uh, <laughs> with a paintbrush. If this was a TV show, it has such a tonal shift. <laughs> <laughs> you got the rage and you got the grannies. So yeah, I'm going to say that Dave is down. The only one that's left is Jake. Alan is the one that was nutted by Gloucester. I'm so glad you're keeping track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Christine has lost the mush and just has sort of the tattered rags of the pouch and kind of looks at 
Jake looks back at the pouch and kind of wrangles like a comically large sort of lasso <laughs> find a quick and kind of just sort of launches it at Jake. Brilliant. Give me guts or hustle. And I got a six. Nice. Incredible. Okay. Nice. Please tell me how you take down Jake with this incredible lassie. So I kind of like staring down and it's like, this one's for the mush that I never got to give to that there Squirrel Follywood, which was my lifelong dream of feeding Squirrel Follywood my mush pouch (laughs) and sort of yoinks. In your endo! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> One thinking that got a power through. <laughs> Just yeets this sort of oversized lasso that way, gets it on a leg, proper tightens it, and sort of like sh- like swings behind behind herself. And you just see Jake just sort of meet into the distance. Brilliant. Yeah. Jake it. absolutely slams For against one of the dungeon walls and just is splattered against it and slides down in a very comical way. Clipping through the scenery. And so just before you get a chance to properly investigate this dungeon and see if uh, there is anyone in here, we're going to wrap up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and look forward to seeing you in the final episode next week. It's goodbye for me, stealing Helen Gould's shtick once again. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from everyone else. Could you please say goodbye? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Crazed granny scream. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Maddie Searle and produced by Natasha Johnston and Lauren Thompson. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com, rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Thank you for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming, and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.